0: You're listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast series and my name is Andrew Mackay-Smith. The interview subject that you've tuned in to hear is Schmier. He's the German legend at the centre of a few bands, but the two bands that we're focusing on in this conversation, well, one in particular we're focusing on is Panzer. And that's the reason for the conversation, because Panzer have a new album out for 2017 called Fatal Command, but it'd be remiss of me not to mention the other band that Schmier is more famously associated with, That is destruction. So let's have a listen to what he has to say. Let's go. All right, mate. I'll kick things off then. I've got to tell you, mate, I've been a fan of yours and your band for many, many years, so this is indeed an honour and a privilege, mate. So thank you very much for making the time for the interview. Um, You do have a new album out under the Panzer moniker this time around, and it's called Fatal Command. It's a testament to the band's members' deep association with heavy metal over a very long period of time. And it also features what I think is a very appropriate album, cover for 2017, and I'm sure you do as well. I imagine that fans who get into Panzer will already have heard of you through Destruction and Pontus through his association with Hammerfall. And there might even be a few fans that are eager to hear what you came up with after the exit of the excellent Herman Frank. So that's a very long introduction, mate. So I'll hand it over to you now. <laughs> um, how would you describe Fatal Command?
1: I think it's a very classical Hammer Metal album in in the old way. Of course, we gave it a little extra edge because, you know, with the thrash background, my vocals, uh, you know, are a little bit more rough, but we have a lot of melodies. It's very catchy. It's a tribute to the glorious 80s, to the times before I was a musician. And um, I think uh, nowadays, you know, people start to forget where metal is coming from. There's a lot of those young bands that have all kind of genres and stuff, but uh, also, there's a lot of pop music nowadays in, in metal, you know. And F- Fatal Command to me is like highly melodic, but it's not poppy, you know. And that's uh, that's what you wanted to prove with this album, also to us. I'm I grew up on this music, but I usually write different music with Destruction. We write thrash, so it's a little different approach. But uh, for me, it's a great it's great fun to do this because. Um, I'm basically paying tribute to my roots, and I'm glad I have those friends around. You know, all all the guys in the band are are old friends, and uh, that's how Panzer basically came together uh, playing. And it's of course a great opportunity to do something else besides your main bands. Of course, we are all busy enough. We we, we don't really need to do Panzer, but we love to do Panzer because it's great fun. And uh, I I I have the opportunity now to dive more back to my roots because with Destruction we kind of elevated the 80s metal to a new level with thrash you know but here now i'm going back to the times before and uh, i cannot play this kind of stuff with destruction because you know the fans would kill me if uh, destruction would get melodic or too melodic you know but with panzer i can actually do stuff that influenced me back in the day angel witch and jaguar and more and all those bands of course i choose priest and iron maiden you know and that's great fun
0: yeah, because definitely a priest on the opening cut. Actually, it reminded me a little bit of uh, the opening cut from Painkiller. Painkiller. the song oh yeah. Pain yeah. oh
1: yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. We're, you know here. It's like when we have when we have quotes. It's like a. It's a nice tribute, and it's almost a must to have a quote uh, in 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 uh, a remembrance. When you hear a song, you should be reminded of Iron Maiden or. Or you know metal church or Ozzy Osbourne or whatever we yeah, we have cool. on this album you know uh, with destruction is different when we try to write destruction songs I, I try to be original I want to we want to continue the destruction legacy and the sound with Panzer uh, it's good to have a little reminiscence uh, on 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 the heroes and uh, I think that that what makes the album good you know you hear stuff. And you, it reminds you a little bit of something else. And but in the end, of course, the Panzer sound is also different because we're a little bit more heavier. And as I said before, my voice is a little bit more rough, of course. But uh, but it still has those those little vibes that are important. And uh, especially jews priest, of course, is a major influence.
0: Mm. Mate, I rarely ask my interview subjects a question about politics, but I am going to ask you one if that's okay. It's 2017, and humanity is very much aware of so many of of the ills that are happening in the world. Terrorist attacks occurring regularly throughout Europe. The challenges that the Middle East continues to present. Tragic and deplorable gun violence, as we've just bloody unfortunately seen in the USA and Las Vegas. Um, Unbelievable, yeah. It's just shocking, mate. And, you know, the nuclear situation in North Korea, and of course all of this political discourse over the POTUS-elect Mr. Donald Trump right around the world, you're as good a person to ask as any as I could hope to pose this question. But, Shmir, where is humanity headed?
1: Yeah, that's um, I'm, I'm asking this since many years. You know, when I write destruction albums, I've been always uh, looking, trying to look behind the curtain of, of human brains, you know. And uh, we're, we're now facing a very difficult situation and it's getting more crazy by the time. And, uh, you know, when we did this cover, the cover is supposed to be, you know, of course, sarcastic and show the the tragedy of the world of today that we have world leaders that seem to not take serious what they have in their hands. And they're also like, you know, I mean, we had a lot of bad uh, um, emails and, and, and the bad, a lot of bad response on the cover, of course, from America because Donald Trump has so many fanatic fans, you know. And everything that's fanatic is insane, in my opinion. Uh, but When you defend the guy that's been lying all his career, that has lied when he came into office, and how can you support a guy like this? You know, how can he be so fanatic? You know, um, people are asking me, of course, where's Angela Merkel on the on the cover? She's a bitch too, and she lied and blah blah. But but she's not world threatening like Trump is, you know, because. Because this guy has a, a lot of power now, and and as I said, you know the the Korean the Korean uh, things going on. Of course, this guy is even more insane than Trump. So you know that's the, the big, of course, the big problem that we have nowadays. People seem to have no more respect for each other at the moment. And great, uh, yeah. I mean, I mean uh, it's it's all about power and and getting more. It's the greed in us, and the greed in us was always a problem. If you go back into the medieval times, you know it's always been there the question is when does greed overcome your brain you know and 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 you don't think anymore and uh i guess at, at, when you have a certain power or a certain amount of money then you just become like this it's it's the the tragedy of humanity i guess also history repeating is the same you know we had many many years of peace now uh at least in some parts of Europe, and Europe was growing together, and now it's falling apart again it's very sad for me it's very sad for me to see and uh, of course, I'm trying to write lyrics about it. it would be better if I could write lyrics about unicorns and and uh, and rainbows you know and of course people don't people don't really want to hear those things you know that's also why we got criticized sometimes you know heavy metal should not be political, I want to be entertained, but it's not true you know for me, heavy metal always been critical and political and we should not forget that Harry metal in the end also comes from the blues, which was always a very of course. Uh, political mm-hmm. statement, you know? So I think, uh, you know, it's a little twisted. I would, I would like to see, think about nice things in life, but uh, the world is just too crazy. And, uh, and we're trying to show, show our fans also that we you know, think about global problems. And of course I don't have the the solutions for it, but in the end it's, it's a wake up call to us all, you know, like, you know, we can all make the world a better one if you want, but don't, first step is don't obey your leaders like crazy. Because if you obey the fanatic leaders of today, then we're fucking fucked. And I I would not go into war for my country. I don't believe that my government does everything right. But a lot of other people think their presidents are, are good enough to follow them into death. That's fucking crazy. That's are we there again? I can't believe it. And that's stuff I write about on the album, basically, also. But not all the lyrics are political because, of course, there's other insanity going on in the world too. That it's just like normal daily stuff, you know.
0: Mate, very thoughtful response and very direct. So I want to thank you for that. Yeah, they're always. It's a bit of a challenging question to ask an artist, and I do appreciate that you have given me your yeah, opinion there.
1: So thank of you. Of course, you know. We are all bashing each other nowadays. You know, there's no more listening to each other. Just right away, there's aggression if you go on the internet and see those discussions now. Also about the about the, text, uh, the, 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 the Las Vegas attack. You know, there's of course already fake news, and there's of course already uh, accusations that it's the inside job from the American government. You know, oh God it and doesn't happen every are,
0: time. Yeah.
1: And then and then people are fighting each other. Americans, you know, proud Americans are fighting each other in the internet uh in a very terrible way and and all this is dividing the world at the moment and we need to we need to stop to obey leaders that are that have false information false idols we need to believe in ourselves again and and uh, i don't know it's maybe not possible in the system also you know the system we live in has to be changed and uh i don't have the solution but of course uh, there's smarter people than me that trying to provide solutions you know and we have to change certain things in the next years it's not going to be my generation anymore but i'm sure the world we have nowadays uh will not be the same anymore in 50 years
0: i think it'll if be vastly spy- different yeah and i've got two daughters mate so it's exactly what i think about exactly yeah. what you said yeah i don't think it'll be our generation either i think it's going to be their generation
1: yeah yeah i mean at least you know the good thing you know australia what a beautiful country. You've been isolated for many years. Now it's maybe a good thing to be far away from all this shit. you know. I mean, you definitely have uh, less problems in Australia than we have here in Europe or in America. you know. Uh,
0: we do have less. We do have an occasional, well, I wouldn't even say an occasional thing, unfortunately. We have regular terrorist incidents, unfortunately. Well, what I'd consider to be regular terrorist incidents if you go back five years ago when we virtually had none. Um, but in the last sort of uh, three to four years or so, especially in Sydney and Melbourne, it's... Um, well, I don't know what do you want to call regular, but it seems like every six months or so we have something pretty serious go on, or there are reports that the police or the armed forces have stopped something very serious from happening. So I'm just glad that the yeah, intelligence yeah. agencies do such a great job.
1: Yeah, and you know that's and we and we need we need the, the government to do something about it, but you know we don't want total observation. That's the next thing, you know, mm. and uh, very uh, well. It? Yeah, it's it's a thin line. Everything is a thin line. You're in Europe. What Angela Merkel did was a disaster. She opened up Euros, Europe without borders, so everybody that has wanted to escape from their countries tried to run into Europe. Go to Germany. And then we have, and mm. then we have to- Donald Trump that wants to build a wall in America against Mexico again. You know, it's like so diverse, you know, and and like this, it can go on. There needs there need to be a new world order somehow and a more peaceful way of thinking with each other. Uh, also, saving the world will be a, a master degree on, on this whole thing you know because if you continue like this of course Donald Trump still didn't didn't accept that the global warming, warming is going on but we all see what's going on uh, in the world with all those tornadoes and, and, and the floatings and mm, stuff.
0: It's obvious isn't it so, really? So <laughs> what's it, it's going really
1: on? obvious it yeah. is right but you still push it away you know so there has to be a rethinking of everything and we have to save the world and save the people on this planet and it has to become one big system and also, you know, I would, first of all, I'm not a big fan of uh, religious beliefs, so I would, I would take all the religious bullshit away, f- take it off the table, you know. We all believe in the same shit Agreed. in ourselves, I- mm. in saving the world, you know. Don't believe in shit, believe in reality, you know. That's what I would do. I would forbid all religion if I would be the world leader I say, okay, guys, let's save our asses first and, until we start to pray to Allah, God, or anything else that doesn't exist, you know. <laughs>
0: All right, mate. I'm going to take a 90-degree turn now, and I'm going to ask you first, is it okay that I ask you a question or two about the new Destruction album, Thrash Anthem 2? Of course. Two? I understand the album's an album uh, is a cover of updated... We'll start again. I understand that it's an album of updated classics and deep album cuts from early in the band's career, and you cover Ripping Blind, which is an excellent track on this new album, by the way, from the 1990 album Cracked Brain. And you weren't actually on the album Cracked Brain, so I thought that was interesting. Um, there may be some other songs, but that's the one that I noticed. Now, there is only one controversial album, I think, in Destruction's entire catalogue of work, and I don't even think it's considered a genuine Destruction release, but that's the 1998 album, the least successful human cannonball. Would you ever reinterpret some of that material?
1: No. (laughs) That's a very short answer. No, <laughs> fair you
0: enough. Know,
1: the, the thing is, the thing is, the thing is, on, on the Crackbrain album, I was still involved. Uh, we wrote the album together. Uh, we had a lot of musical differences at that time, and we we divided. They kicked me out in the middle of the recording, basically. Yeah, and they I finished. That. They fin- yeah, they finished the album without me, and uh, so I still have roots. We did demos together. I've been singing some of the songs before. So uh, when it came to the question, should we do something with this album? I said, why not? You know. Uh, uh, I would love to sing one of the songs again. And uh, so we just did it. And uh, we also thought about, uh, you know, we're going to re-release all the old albums uh, next year again on CD as special editions. And uh, we also thought about doing a double album out of Crack Brain, which one uh, one version will be the original version with André as a singer. And then I will maybe redo the vo- vocals Uh, on the whole album. So it's going to be double CD one with my vocals, one with the vocals of Andre. I could really do that. I think I'm, uh, I now have enough experience to, you know, look back and say, Hey, this shit happens and it's interesting for the fans, you know, but on those other albums after me, you know, the band changed the style. They uh, were going a totally different direction. I, I cannot identify with the lyrics also. So it's not nothing. I would really be interested in uh, in reanimating one of those songs.
0: Okay, cool, and and look, I've spoken in some detail with Millie from Creator and Blitz from Overkill uh, about this, uh, and this, is, uh, this was a question about their 90s output. Now, you were absent from destruction from 1989 to 1999, so almost the entire 90s period, but you never left metal. You started the excellent Headhunter, which I think is a fantastic band, by the way, and I understand is still Thank going. You. What are your thoughts on the 90s and the music that you created through that period? And I perceive it, to be a very challenging time for people like yourself playing music heavy, like real heavy
1: metal music, like you were playing. Yeah, it's it's it was very difficult. But the '90s basically started with a bang when the, all the the death metal came from from Scandinavia, and I was working as a DJ at the time in a, in a heavy metal and rock take and it was actually very. Uh, good at the beginning but then what happened in Europe was techno was getting very big and then in the same time the Seattle wave came over from from America and it kind of broke the neck of heavy metal uh, all of a sudden the metal scene was falling apart and it was very difficult uh, to sell heavy metal albums and heavy metal was considered being like old fashioned really quick and a lot of my friends were cutting their hair going to techno parties you know throwing little pills and having a good time and uh, the scene, the scene was really falling apart, and the 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 Seattle stuff was getting so famous that everybody called heavy metal old old school and and in a bad way, you know. So I, I a lot of bands lost their record deals. I was doing Headhunter because Destruction fired me, and I wanted to continue playing music. I didn't want to stop, and Headhunter was for me a great opportunity to uh, do something different. So we basically mixed a little bit of thrash with heavy metal and made it our own. And without the Headhunter albums. I wouldn't be here maybe because it kept me in the scene until 1996. We did three records and it wasn't very successful in terms of touring and stuff. We did some touring with Saxon in Europe. We did a Japanese tour also. We did some shows together, but we weren't like super active. But we still kept on going for a couple of years, which kept me in the scene. And I really remember well, we stopped Headhunter 1996 because I called up Roadrunner Records at that time. Uh, was the biggest european heavy metal label signing all those successful young bands now which were more modern of course like machine head and stuff like this I remember and well. uh, mm. yeah and, and uh, the girl said to me from uh, uh, she was like a good friend of mine working at the label she said to me Shmir, if you would cut your hair and you would play, change your style a bit into two new modern metal i could really sign you you know we're going to give you a new image and uh, it's going to be fine and i said you're asking me to cut my hair and sell my soul for a record deal? And I just hang up on her. I never talked to her again after that. And this was my my breaker when I said, okay, nobody wants to listen to heavy metal anymore and all this new metal is becoming famous. I'm out. And then I started my business for a while. I had a restaurant for three years. I remember that. Yeah, I, 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 I remember actually, I had know. a restaurant. Yeah, I had a restaurant actually altogether for seven or eight years. But three years I had a restaurant. And uh, before I did the Destruction reunion, and for two and a half years, basically I focused on only business. I said, okay, heavy metal seems to be dead. Nobody wants to listen to it anymore. Everybody's uh, not appreciating the roots. But then somehow, you know, uh, in, at the end of the 80- '90s, uh, the Wacken festival became so famous here in Europe. It became from a little festival to 5,000, 10,000, and then uh, they asked us to play there and somehow we reunited destruction back in the day, uh, for the Wacken festival, which was at the time, not so big. It was like 10, 15,000 people. And we played again when it was bigger and bigger and bigger. But the Wacken festival was a, a kind of reanimation for heavy metal at that time, because, uh, we could all meet up at one point and you could see that there's still metal fans left. Not, not everybody was cutting the hair and, and listening to, to grunge and modern metal. There was still metal heads that liked the old school way. And, uh, I think without the Wacken Festival, a lot of things wouldn't have happened here in Europe. Also, people came from all over the world later on. When I remember when we t- toured the states and other countries in the early 2000s, when metal was also not very, doing very good in America, a lot of people came from America to Wacken to see that uh, heavy metal is still alive. The old school heavy metal is still alive. You know, it was kind of the Mecca mm. for for the heavy metal people, and exactly. it has changed now. It has changed now because nowadays Wacken is very commercial and uh, a lot of original heavy metal fans don't like it anymore. But back in the day, it was one of the important events that kept metal going here in Europe. And of course, uh, a lot of bands also were still out there trying to play. Like bands like Creator, you know, never gave up, but also they had their identity crisis for a while. I remember that when when uh when miller I called miller called me up and said "Mir i i have to write a new album i don't know where to go my last album was a disaster It was endorama so i went to the creator rehearsal room and uh, miller played me all those new riffs and i said hey do do what you can do best don't don't bend yourself and be somebody else you know try to be miller from creator and then he did a fantastic album afterwards i think everybody was in a little crisis in the 90s because the the fans were running away. The industry was turning your back on you, and all of a sudden, heavy metal was a, a bad word. It was like, "Ooh, you play heavy metal? That, that stinks. That's fucking terrible," you know. So it wasn't easy, but we made it through somehow, and and I'm glad I I had Headhunter at the time to keep me going.
0: Yeah, yeah, mate. I'll just ask how many, how much more time have we got left?
1: Um, uh, let me see. Um, you could watch the schedule real quick one second because I have another interview it yeah we should come to an end soon I'm talking too much <laughs>
0: <laughs> you're right I've only got one more question for you then okay. uh, well, I've cool. got plenty cool. more questions but I'll just ask you one more Mate, tell us okay. about your, your relationship with Mike uh, Siffringer I hope I've pronounced his surname there the longtime guitarist in Destruction
1: yeah, I mean, we're like an old couple. I always say, you know, we get we get along very well. We know each other well. We know what everybody likes. Uh, we have a lot of stuff in common. We're very different, though. You know, he he has a different life than I have. Uh, and sometimes you also fight like an old couple, but then we reunite quite fast again because we know each other and we know everybody has bad habits and bad moments, you know. And uh, after all those years, you know, uh, we had our Great times in the beginning. Then we had the fight. We split up. We came back together. It's it's really can compare it to a relationship like a like an old couple that uh, is married for many many years.
0: <laughs> On that note, I'll let you go. But thank you so much for taking the time to have a chat to me. You're a legend. I've been looking forward to this chat for a very long time. I'm glad the opportunity. Thank you. Um, I'd love to thank have a so beer much. with you when you come to Australia.
1: <laughs> oh, well, it, it's looking quite good at the moment. We're talking to. Uh, two different opportunities to come to australia early 2018 with destruction uh, hopefully one day with hopefully one day with panzer too but first of all now we want to bring destruction back in uh, early 2018 and I, I promise you we're going to have a drink together thank you mate i'll look forward to it then okay yeah. thank you very much andrew have a nice one Bye.
0: You. You. you've been listening to the scars and guitars podcast series my name's andrew mckay smith and that interview subject was schmear from the bands panzer and destruction thanks so much for listening